0: Get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard. We'll see if good
1: things will happen for us. Yep! We're back. 75. 70 friggin' 5. Just dishing it, episodes. Joined, as always, by my partners in crime, Mr. John Toot's Tudor, and our producer, Derek Hoskin. The man, the myth, the legend. Both of you, really. Uh, we got another one joining us today as our special guest. But how's the week going today, boys? Been a little bit since we've done a Wednesday.
2: Yeah, we're uh, we're we're a little bit a uh, little bit different Wednesdays. We're usually on Tuesdays. I usually get a full day to get these uploaded. Not that it takes a while, but you know, just like uh, we got we got an upload day right in the morning. So you yeah, know, it's, uh, it's a nice little change putting you base. to work, Derek. You know. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just a, nothing but it, you know, nothing but work. This guy could quit, do a blindfolded at this I quit, point. Quit my nine to five so I could work twenty four seven.
1: You know, it's cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I just got off the golf course. I got a few big rounds coming up too. And that's few why weeks.
0: that's why you were late. You were. Uh, I told you, were... you
1: about this. I told you about this. Oh, I was golfing know. with a certain somebody. In my cart, no less, who was my partner that I just, I could not just say, hey, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. That's one of those things. We'll leave it at that. It was it was a good time. I'm not saying it wasn't. I loved it. But I hate leaving the boys hanging too. But it would have been better if I could come in here and say, I, you know, I was only like two over par. Went with the, the nice, real nice 46 at BTC on the back. Just abysmal. Yikes. So I, got, I got something going on with the irons. I got to figure that out. Like I said, we got a few rounds coming up yeah. that I got to be dialed in
0: for. Yeah, but, you, got, uh, you got about, you got about two weeks to dial that in buddy.
1: Oh, I got one. I got one Monday. I'm playing in the Bruce Smith's, uh, golf tournament at Lockport country club on Monday. I got to figure it the fuck out. That's for sure. Damn. Look at this guy. Um, but yeah, you know, I gotta, gotta sneak him in as uh, as the summer winds down, but, uh, yeah, I, I was saying as I was driving, actually, I was like, I think I've played way more golf this spring and summer than I have in the past, like, three years. So I think all of my good rounds and swings might just be gone. They might just be out used of the up. system. Yep. They're used yeah. up. Sometimes,
0: sometimes yeah. you need the reset. Sometimes yeah. the best golf I play is if I put my clubs down for like three weeks and don't even touch them, that's and then I come what, back and play lights out. That's yeah. what
2: happened when I went down to South Carolina. I hadn't played in a month, and then I went down to South Carolina. I was like hitting my irons like perfectly.
1: It like, mm-hmm. weird. Should love it happening. I love it. Well, speaking do, of somebody that uh, – what were you going to say, Tudor? I was going to say I just want to get to our guest this week. You know? Yeah, I was going to say speaking of somebody who pipes irons down the middle of the fairway – It's been a while. It's been quite a while. Been far too long. Seven one six. Nick is with us. Get him in here. There he is. Look at that, feathered and lethal for those on YouTube. Look at that hair. Let's
3: go. With a little, with a
0: little touch of gray. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Has Just for Men called you about that, or you going to be shooting a commercial for them?
3: i'm i'm waiting for them to reach out i want it to happen a little more organically uh then uh, i don't want to be the one reaching out i want them to come to me so yeah.
1: understandable understandable nikki you've been a busy fellow i mean non-stop for you i feel like i haven't seen you in person in like a month and a half but uh know, man it's kind of crazy but uh Doing a lot of amazing, really good things. Um, I don't even know where the hell to start with you. Um, just wrapped up the, the first season of It Needed to Be Said, uh, Tyree Kills podcast. I mean, obviously, that'd be one of the first things we want to touch on, but you just want to fill people in on everything with that and, and that opportunity that, that came your way.
3: Yeah, man. I, I'm first off. Before I even like start with that, I just want to thank everybody on this podcast and everybody involved with the Dishon Brand in the studio, because I don't get to a point like that and I don't get to work with people like Tyreek without you guys. So seriously, like, thank you guys. I appreciate all you guys more than you know. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's been quite, it's been quite the summer, I will say. Um, quite the year, actually. Um, but yeah. I have to, to kind of touch on it a little bit. Yeah. I think you kind of said it there. Like, uh, we just wrapped up our season finale with uh, Tyreek's podcast. It needed to be said, had a lot of dope guests on throughout the, uh, throughout the, the seat, the first season there. Um, uh, we weren't really sure when we first launched, like how it was going to do, but, um, we were able to get a lot of big names on the podcast for, for just starting out. I think our, after like our first or second episode, um, I think we reached like top, like top 20 in the world in all sports podcasts so we really like weren't expecting to to do it and kind of get to that point so um, it was pretty crazy the way it turned out Um, and you know the way it kept escalating I really didn't uh, didn't really expect that I thought it would just kind of be like kind of like another another gig but it turned out to be something that was uh, a lot longer lasting and I think we're going to start we're going to be doing it here for years to come so it's been exciting.
0: That's awesome is that something that that he obviously he just started it this year just got into that um is his long-term plan going to be to kind of run that in the off season when he's not playing football and then kind of shift his mindset to football during the season or how does he want to work that
3: yeah I think so I know you know obviously like Tyreek like he has a lot of different things going on he's got the Soul Runner brand he has his own YouTube channel he also has the podcast um obviously just signed his big deal with Miami so um, you know there's been a lot of things that have been really brewing up with him but I think what he wants to do is kind of leave it leave the podcast more for like an off-season thing just so we can kind of focus on football and things of that nature um, but I think also too it's almost better to have it in the off-season because it kind of creates a little bit more hype around the podcast um, and it like because we we were trying to figure out like if it's something that we wanted to kind of do during the season two and um, you know, talking with like Daver, er, who is he's actually the owner of Avalon, who and Avalon is the one that kind of puts on this whole production. And that's kind of that's who I work with. Um, so when we when we were all talking with the Avalon team, you know, it just kind of made sense to to only kind of do it in the off season for now. Um, just because, you know, again, Tyreek has a lot. You know, he's going to be busy during the season. A lot of these guys, these athletes like, you know, they're made like that's that's their bread at the end of the day. Right. So. Um, you know they want to make they want to make sure that they're fully dialed in on on their sport and that they're you know focused on that because sometimes you know I'm sure content could be a bit of a distraction but um, yeah it's it's been like I said it's been really cool I've been very fortunate to to be part of that and to to kind of grow with them I think like when I first kind of got involved with it, it was I was doing like more behind the scenes stuff and then a little producing and then as like the season as like the season kind of went on um, Dave and Daver from Avalon kind of wanted me to to kind of put my two cents in in terms of like, you know, strategy, like how we like how like what our posts want to look like on social, um, when we should be dropping episodes and stuff like that. So um, I think overall was like a really like for me personally, like just a really good like learning experience. And uh, I'm excited to uh, kind of take what I've learned throughout that first season and apply it to the next season and, and other work that I do moving forward here.
1: Do you ever, when you were doing that, you know, filming, obviously, do you did you, did you have some, some points where uh, there were certain guests on or something where some things were said and just, like, where you were just like, holy shit, or where you, like, caught yourself, like, holding back a laugh, just, like, hearing some stories? Did you have any of those moments while you were working on it? You don't have to yeah. say what was said, but, I... like.
3: I guess I can, I can kind of talk a little bit about it. So when we did our, so we, the last, for, so the season finale, obviously for those who, I guess for those who don't know who are listening to this, so for the season finale of this podcast, we had Jake Paul on Jake Paul. Like obviously everybody knows Jake Paul, a like, huge name just launched uh, his company better, which is like a sports betting company. And then they do like sports. I think they do like sports marketing and content and stuff like that. But um before we had jake on our on the it needed to be said podcast we uh tyreek went on jake's pod the bs podcast with julia rose and uh d cut is the other uh is the other co-host there so they uh when i first got down to miami for the season finale we went and recorded with jake's team first and their production is like i mean our production is pretty big but like their team is like a whole level big i mean they got like they got like camera sliders they have like camera operators that are like moving the camera in different directions like on whoever's talking so like it's just a much bigger production than like what we have with tyreek um but when we were on the podcast like their whole like goal with that is to like get athletes and get people out of their comfort zone to talk about things that they normally wouldn't talk about on an everyday and like an everyday conversation so um there was something i can't even i can't remember but i'm sure there's gonna be a clip out of it if there's not already um of Tyreek saying something pretty pretty funny in relation to to being a cheetah and (laughs) another thing I won't say that other thing I'll let the I'll let people just kind of listen to that podcast but it was really funny and it was kind of hard to hold back the laugh I think everybody in the room during that production laughed and it was almost like good for the content so um I don't know it was it was it was really funny and I that, that's kind of like the point of Jake's podcast, is again, is to get people to actually say stuff that they normally wouldn't in a normal conversation. But,
0: yeah, there's definitely
3: been times where I, you know, wanted to ch- chuckle and laugh. And, um, you know, I'd, at that point, I couldn't hold it back. So
1: <laughs> sounds like everybody else couldn't either. But that's that's funny. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine he's a seems like a very interesting cat, pun intended.
3: Um, who's, wait, who's that, Jake or
1: uh... no, Tyreek?
3: Tyreek, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Jake too, but like, yeah. yeah. I mainly wanted to slide the cat pun in there. Yeah. Talking about
0: Tyreek being the cheetah. Do You like that, Tudor? Yeah. I, yeah. you know, it's it's painful sometimes when you <laughs> when you try to slide that in there. Hey, but, you know, you got to force it once in a while. Um, no Nick. One th- <laughs> this <laughs> one guy, thing this I... guy,
1: fucking judging me, sitting there. He's got a bookshelf behind him. He's just you know, Mister Yale back there with the blue light glasses on. <laughs> what a fucking joke.
0: <laughs> you know you know what buddy, we're we're in the off season two here and uh I don't have I don't have Kev yelling at me telling me to get in front of the net and put my stick down so you can try to bank <laughs> one off of me. So uh I gotta I gotta try to look a little bit intelligent when we're uh, when we're in our off season here. But um yeah, Kev, one thing I wanted to ask you about too is you know, with Daver and with Avalon, you've obviously been traveling a lot and with NFL coming up and different clients for Avalon, um, you've been in a few different camps, right? You've been to Bills camp. You've been to Steelers camp. You've been to Dolphins camp. One thing I got to ask you, I know you're a Bills guy. Mm-hmm. whos Who's got the best camp atmosphere?
3: Bro, I'm so I'm not going to say – I'm not going to – I don't want to make this seem like I'm, like, for the home team, but I got to say, like, after being at all these camps, because we did – again, like, we did the Bills camp. We did –
0: Oh, you do Falcons um, too, right?
3: We did, yeah. So we did Atlanta, we did uh, Pittsburgh and Miami. And out of all of those cities, like I, one thing I did notice, like every camp is kind of run a little bit different. Some, some camps have more fans than others. Other camps are a little more like you can only have your camera on for the first 20 minutes and then like, you got, you, you can't roll anymore. Um, but as far as like fans and just like overall best atmosphere, I don't think there's like, there's no place like home, like Buffalo. Is truly on another level of like fan base. I mean, I I get goosebumps like even like talking about it right now because just being on like the field at St. John Fisher was like one thing with my camera and like being able to just like kind of actually like be around the players in that atmosphere. But I remember throughout this like I guess like camp tour that we did with Avalon and all of their athletes. Um, I remember Daveer like hit hit me up and he was like, "Yo, like we're we're gonna do the control. We'll, we have to. We're gonna shoot some content at the controlled scrimmage, and um, we got to shoot some stuff for Jordan's doc, the second part of his documentary that's coming out." So I was like, "Okay, that's sick." Like you know, thinking, "Oh, we're going to a controlled scrimmage. Like it'll probably just be you know maybe like a little bit of the lower bowl packed." And um, you know, I remember. We had to, cause I was at the stadium all day for this, so we had to record an interview with Jordan's brother, um, in one of the suites. So, so we shot that for probably like two hours, and like towards the end of the interview, like the stadium started packing up, and like I knew like we we're like we we're gonna be there all day, and the when the stadium started packing up, like more and more people started packing up to the point where like the whole lower bowl was like, like there wasn't room in there, and like players start walking out and I'm, like yo like this this is a controlled scrimmage. Like (laughs) I know like Bills fans are like our fan base here is crazy, but like I remember walking through that tunnel and just, dude, there was so many people like the energy in that place was electric. Like the, like I, there, I couldn't compare it to anything else. Like I'm like, not, I don't think anything's ever going to match like this energy here. And like I had like, there were people like I was, I took a lap I remember and I had Matt with me too, because I needed help doing photos at this, like for this thing. So, Maddie came down and thank God for him because if I didn't have him doing photo, like there was no way I was going to be able to do photo and video for this, like to get, like to do both, like to do coverage. So, yeah. You know, we, I remember we took a lap around the stadium, you know, with all these people and, you know, being around during the warmups. And dude, I had like somebody yell my name and like I didn't know who it was. I had a couple people like yell, like, like the 716 Nick. And I'm like, yo, that's, (laughs) crazy like there were people like asking us for like high fives and stuff and i've never like really experienced that before like and it was just like it was so crazy everything the whole day was just like just a blur but it was just so it was really special to like know that like our fan like we have that fan base right right in my backyard like i don't think i would trade you know i don't think i would trade our fan base or the bills or like that i don't know it's just it was just an incredible experience all around i mean every camp was cool but Nothing Nothing compares to the Bills. Like that.
1: Yeah, no. it's just a little different, you know, just a little different. Yeah. Especially now that, you know, with the expectations, I think, too, I think that's got a lot to do with it. But a little bit. It was a little bit extra this year because it's, I would say, Super Bowl or bust for the most part, wouldn't you, Derek?
2: Uh, that's the expectations. I don't think you sign uh, Von Miller for uh, anything less than a Super Bowl. So,
1: yeah.
2: I would say so. That's 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 the way I I look at it. But I was gonna add to that, Nick. It also seems like that. Like just from, you know, the stuff that I've seen, the content that you've done, it seems like that the Bills focus on the fan atmosphere at camp. Whereas maybe like like how you were saying that different camps are run differently, like other camps maybe might not be as fan based kind of thing, you know, like fan friendly. um, Yeah, fan friendly, I guess that's the best way to put it. I don't know. Would you say that that's accurate or like or is to a certain extent?
3: To to a certain extent, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had a pretty good amount of fans. They have a very because um, they do it. I think at Saint John Vin- Vincent College. Saint Vincent, from, yeah. Saint Vincent, yeah. How and far is at, that
2: from there? From is that in Pittsburgh? Like downtown it, Pittsburgh?
3: No, it's like kind of. That's the Pittsburgh house, guy. Yeah, it's,
2: out, it's outside, but it's yeah, on, so yeah. similar to Saint John Fisher, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. yeah so okay. like.
3: Pittsburgh probably had the most similar, at least from my experience, like fan base wise, like they had a very similar fan base like the Bills did. But the Bills fans were way rowdier, obviously. Um, Atlanta was more like family than fans. There were some fans there, um, but it seemed like it was a little more low key. And then Miami, when I went, it was a closed practice. So only only family were there. And that was kind of it. And that was also because we also had Jake. Paul on the field at that time too. So if like if that was an open practice, like and we had Jake there, like it would have just been like chaos. <laughs> yeah. kind of, uh, having like getting him in there, and like the whole like how just the whole the whole day was pretty much uh, chaotic. But if we would if there were fans there, it would have been, I think it would have been crazy.
0: How does that work on your end, Kev? Too with obviously like different teams might give you different levels of of access or. You know, like you said, maybe only the first 20 minutes of practice, roll and film, things like that. But do you have to then present your stuff to teams and get it approved before you can post it on any platforms? Or is it just your material? How does that work with NFL teams?
3: So, every, so I guess like to, to back up a little bit, every, every NFL team, like that, I, at least all the camps that I've gone to have kind of been the same. So they'll have, they do, they do what's called like periods. So, there'll be a period – there'll be, like, a warm-up period you can shoot then. Then there'll be another period of, um, like, where they're working on formation. So they'll ask everybody in media, including, like, news outlets, to turn their cameras off or turn the camera around. So if you have a camera on, like, a tripod, you have to turn it around. And that's at, like, every camp. That's what I've seen. Um, as far as, like, posting the work and stuff like that, typically because we – like, our relation through Avalon – um, is like with the player and like who we work like we work directly with the player. Um, I have to get my content approved by Avalon, and then Avalon will then go get it approved by either the player or the PR um, person that the that the player is working with at that time. So, I mean, most in most cases it gets it gets approved, and um, a lot of the work that I've had to do on these camps has been like at least for photo, pretty quick turnaround. So. Um, you know, just 'cause players, you know, they want to use them for posts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it just has to it has to go through Avalon first, and then once Avalon approves it, um, you know, they'll send it to the player, and the player will approve and, and use that. So, I try and not post a lot of stuff until like it's already been posted by either the player, Avalon, or you know, whoever whoever it's for. Um, so that's that's kind of that's kind of why I wait. Like I have so many like videos and like photos that I haven't I haven't even posted on my own, but I probably could post now, which I probably should just to, like keep my page up and running. But um, I mean, at the same time, it just been like my schedules have just been so insane because I'm jumping from project to project to project and some of these players.
1: Yeah, that'll happen, you know, sometimes sometimes the personal IG's got to come second, you know, it'll be all right. Yeah, You'll get that, it, in it You'll get them out there. Cool. You'll get them out there. The fuck's so funny, Tudor?
0: I'm just enjoying the conversation, Benny. I'm okay. sorry. Buddy. I'll stop laughing. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? No fun zone here. All right. Nothing. Cavs shows up to the podcast. No fun zone. All right. I I just I, strictly I, I'm business. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm
1: dialed into some of these pictures and paintings behind you. I just you know I feel like you're judging me. I don't I don't know what it is. You're not you're not that guy. I know you're not that guy. I'm just I'm a little off.
0: Not at all today. I'm just you got, enjoying,
1: you got, I'm enjoying you, the company. You got in my head when you're, what were you, golfing? And not only was I golfing, I played like ass. So I'm just, it's just not, we're not there right now.
3: And you clearly um, didn't wear sunscreen today. Like I can tell. Yeah. An al- <laughs> al- on you or something? S- Skin cancer, fuck it. Um,
1: I, uh, no, you, I didn't. Are, you writing, um, that, are I was, you
2: writing that down as a soundbite there? <laughs>
1: yeah yes i am actually it's like uh it's like ryan when he when he's uh on the office and he's like i got a list going when i make it back to the top those that wronged me tutor just made the list i made the oh, list
0: <laughs> oh man
1: um, see this is why
0: we need we need Kev back in town more frequently to keep this stuff in check. right he's he's the uh he's the middleman. you know nobody's, the great equalizer yeah nobody nobody's upset with Kev. you can't be Yeah. But no, I mean, what are we what are we looking at here in terms of, you know, now that we're inching closer toward the season, camps are going to start coming to an end here. You know, preseason's going to be over. Are you guys planning on doing some more travel during the season? Is it going to be a little bit of a quieter period for Avalon or how does that gonna work?
3: Yeah. I mean, not to get super into detail just yet, we have we do have some projects I know that are kind of uh, kind of in the works right now. I can't really speak on those just yet. Um, But as far as like traveling and stuff, I think we're I think there's going to be some traveling for sure. Um, Just kind of checking up on players. You know, they might have like an off weekend or an off week or something where, you know, they want to do something. Maybe they have like a like an, an event or an appearance of some sort that they need coverage of. Um, so maybe we'll be doing some something like along those lines. I know, um, uh, obviously, like with Jordan, like his documentary is going to be coming out here. Uh, I think in the next couple of weeks. I know um, the editor has been has been working pretty hard on that. Um, so I know that's going to be pretty exciting. I know there's we have I think two players that are doing uh, I think clothing lines. Um, I think they're trying to release during the season, but again, like it also depends on like how that player and how the team's doing too. Cause you don't want to be losing, you know, your first four, you know, the first four weeks and then come out with like some clothing brand or something, right? Like that just
0: wouldn't be. A game, oh my so. God. You, the comment sections would Dude. be on fire. You'd have like, Frank from Cheek to Waga tweeting at somebody saying why you focused on your clothing line or your TikToks, like your own oh Yeah. And it's also horrible.
3: And yeah. And like, that's the thing too. Like it's kind of tough to, it's tough to say right now too at the same time because you know, some, some players might be on teams that are doing well and they might want to do more stuff. Other players, you know, are my, their team might not be doing so hot or they're maybe they're injured. So they're trying to, you know, just kind of focus on getting back to the sport. So Um, I think it'll be interesting though, because like this one thing that I've like seen is the space is the sports industry alone is very, it's very interesting because it's very fast moving and there's a lot of things that happen and you're kind of on, on their time. So if they want to do something, you know, you kind of gotta, you know, be ready for it. Um, I'm like working with Tyreek, like that's like, I've really seen that like firsthand kind of working with him, but like even before working with him, working with other athletes, like I know, like when we used to do a lot of stuff with Dion, like. Um, a lot of stuff was like really quick turnaround so I think um, you know just like getting used to that turnaround time and then working like with other players not from the area like that kind of helps you know just get comfortable with un- like knowing and understanding okay we got to turn this around for them well, we and
2: also not the turnaround time but like also just being available like at any point too is like mm-hmm. noticing that in the sports industry too is like no one really uh, is really abiding by – yeah, like you said, you're on their time. Like, no one's really – like, no one cares that you have four shoots going on this week. Like, someone will give you a call, and, like, if you you want to do it, you kind of got to make those decisions.
3: Yeah, like, and a prime example of that, too, is so we have a player that had a uh, – just got, like, a, an endorsement deal with a company, and the company that they got the deal through, they came to Buffalo to shoot some content with this player – Um, and I didn't get, I didn't, I wasn't told about this until like a week or probably not even, I had probably had like five days notice of this. And as it got closer to the shoot day or actually no, the day of like the whole creative script behind this whole thing like changed. And I ended up needing a second shooter. And like, I called Derek like that morning. I was like, yo, what are you, what are you doing right now? Like, I I need you on, like, I need a second shooter like that. And it, it worked out, but like Derek made a good point though, too, like, you know, being available is, 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 like, so key in the industry, too, because if you're not available for these guys, they might go on to the next. But I think another thing, too, is just, like, being available, but also, too, like, if you have that – if you have a good relationship with these guys and you, like, genuine – like, if they and they genuinely vibe with you, like, they're going to want to go with you every time. So, like, some players might wait for you to, like, to do something. They might, you know. So I think, like, that's cool. I feel like I'm starting to kind of get to a point where where I guess, like – my work is kind of in demand from some players, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, you get that word of mouth going, referrals, that sort of thing. You know, work starts to speak for itself, man. For it's sure. definitely yeah. part of the process. Do
0: you guys get that too in person when, like, if you're down at, you know, Steelers camp working with Levi or you're down at Dolphins camp working with um, with Tyreek, do you get other players on that team maybe coming up to you guys and being like, hey, man, would you work with me in the future? And maybe guys you haven't even talked to before.
3: Um, that's more like that's more Davers wheelhouse, I'd say, because um, he kind of obviously manages the players and kind of has that first hand relationship with them. And I'm, I'm more so like the content guy. But, um, you know, like we'll we'll have like players like for like I got I can I can use Tyreek as an example, like all the time now, I feel like um, like when, when we did the Soul Runner uh, opening, for example, he had a lot of uh, family that came to that event. So it was, you know, he had family that came and then he also had like um, people, like guys that he played with over the years. And, um, you know, they like a lot of the guys that he played with over the years, like I connected with them at the store and um, they asked me to take a couple photos for them. And they're like, yo, like, what's your Instagram or what's your number? Like, I want to connect, like, kind of connect you to get these photos? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, kind of creates that relationship from there. But I try and like leave that more so for Daver first. And then I kind of come in um, as like more of like the creator, just because too, like, I, I almost prefer to handle creative first and then relationship second so that they can kind of see what I'm making, see what I'm doing for them. And then from there, they will be like, Oh, like I, like I fucked with that. Like, yo, who, who made this? Like who did that? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And again, that's work speaks for itself kind of thing and everything else can kind of fall into place a lot of the times. I love it. Um, I know we spent a good amount of time on what you've been up to as well uh, more recently, but um, legacy house, we got Derek on here too. Obviously we got Nick on here. Hasn't been talked about enough on the show. We've kind of just been saving it for when we could get you back on uh, mm-hmm. to you and Derek to kind of go at it. And because you know, obviously you know, the move was a big thing, you know, seeing where it's come from, you know, just shoveling shit into the, through the big, you know overhead door into what it is now just had a fashion show in there like take the people through some updates on you know what's been going on with the studio the move and and everything that's kind of fallen into place with that because it's been to to say extremely impressive
3: is an understatement so thank you that means a lot derek you want to take it from here
2: oh uh, yeah i mean it's been quite what we're on three months now, almost. Yeah. Almost three months, pretty much uh, in here. Uh, it started off as a pretty blank space. Um, pretty much just an extension of the old studio. Uh, I actually got the opportunity, you know, uh, Nick and Adam, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for it. Asked me to come on, um, as a part of the studio, doing, uh, social media management and, um, growing, you know, doing the social media, side of things um mostly obviously in our business mostly just handling um instagram and the behind the scenes like instagram reels and stuff um you know everything that makes our uh, our lovely little studio uh look look as dope as it is you know um obviously everyone's contributing you know i'm using everyone's footage and stuff like that but most of the reels on the page are you know the the stuff that i've been editing the past you know couple months you know um and the goal at the end of the day is to uh build it big enough that uh these these companies are reaching out to us and to build ourselves a little agency here you know um, slowly but surely uh signed a pretty big client right off the bat client that we've been wanting to work with and it's been uh, smooth sailing since so really excited and really excited to see where everything's going to go pretty much but Nick can kind of take it from there, you know, on his uh, his experience with everything. uh, You know, in this, and we're both in the studio right now in totally opposite areas, ends of the studio. So, (laughs) like, that speaks to like how big it is. So,
3: yeah, the move has been uh, has been pretty pretty crazy. When uh, because we went from like (laughs) eleven hundred square feet to eleven thousand square feet, and that has just been like there's a lot a lot of space, like got a lot of space to fill. And, you know, I think we, Derek, how many, we are probably we've probably been here almost every day from the day we got the keys up until this point. Right. Like, I yeah. Know, yeah. At least, at maybe, least. Like, taking like a, like a week vacation if that. But I think like we've been overall, I think we've been here almost damn near every day that we could be like, if we weren't, if we weren't here, we were obviously on shoots or with family. So, um, you know, we put a lot of time into like really building out the place, everything you, like, if you've ever been here before, um, everything you see in this building, we built from the ground up, you know, from Adam, myself, Derek, Taylor, um, you know, Hop has helped out, too, and, and Denzel. And, um, you know, every everybody that's been here has been, you know, contributed in some way, shape or form, just helping this place get built, like, get built up to what it is. And <clears throat> like you just said, like, we had the fashion show over the weekend, which... um which was pretty crazy. We had like over 150 people in the building. And to see like people's reactions when they first walk in was like pretty special because this isn't like a space, like I was saying, like we, you know, we didn't, we didn't hire anybody to, to build out the psych wall. We didn't hire anybody out to build out all the sets. We, you know, we did this on our own with our own tools, our own money. um, And just, and just kind of went after it and just, you know, did everything that we could to, to get it to this point. And, it's been really special to to, uh, to to do this because it really, at least for me personally, like I learned a lot about myself throughout this entire process. And I'm still learning a lot about myself up until this point. Um, but I think it's challenged us in, in a really good way. And I think everybody in this building and even like in our circle alone, including the Dishon boys, like all of us here, I think we've all grown from it. And I think we're only gonna continue to grow. And it's it's truly, uh, we really have like a really good group of, of people. Around us, and I think we should be very grateful for that because, you know, we don't get to do a lot like we don't get to do this shit without everybody involved. You know, like I can't I can't do the shit I'm doing down in Miami without Derek here. I can't do, you know, like Derek can't do certain things without. Like it just everything and it all kind of plays hand in hand, and you it's know, good energy have, and good
1: vibes just feeding our, off each other and compounding, yeah. man.
3: Yeah,
2: I will say it's been a really nice shift. Also, like what Nick was saying of like, you know, shift in mentality, too, of like, it's really nice having a team with you now as opposed to individuals like um, the goal is, you know, we're at the end, you know previous to this we were all just like oh i do video now it's like we do video like we do you know this we do everything in between kind of thing like oh you know one person lacks in one area like another person picks it up you know um it's slow you know you might not see uh your full you know your full uh your full paycheck or full project check you know out of it but you sweat a lot less doing it you know with teamwork. Um, The teamwork helps out so much. And it also just like creates validity. You know, a lot of people would rather work with a team of people rather than an individual. Um, You know, you can, there's accountability in, in, you know, in a team. uh, And I think it produces a better, you know, a better product overall at the end of the day, working together, you know, when there's multiple minds involved rather than one person kind of essentially gatekeeping like the whole project. So.
3: Yeah, it's I that think, sports
1: mentality too that we all
3: come for from sure. that
1: background. Like you're pushing each other to
3: be better. For sure. Even, even to add on like what Derek said, and I'm sure Derek, I know you would agree when I say this. I think like we've gotten to a point at this space specifically where like all we like if we like if we don't create content, if we aren't creating content, we aren't doing our job. Like mm-hmm. whether you're getting paid for that content or not, like you have to be like we're at a point where like we can just constantly create and like that's like that that's us doing our job. Like, and that is truly a blessing. I think like, I think it's very, I know just through experience, like, and I know Derek can really touch on this too. And even Maddie as well. Um, It's very hard to get to a point where you could be working for yourself in an industry that involves create creativity. Um, And for us to be at that point and to do it together is truly, it's been, it's been fun and it's super cool. And um you know, we just, you know, everybody pushes each other to constantly ap- apply pressure in some way, shape or form, whether that's learning a new editing technique or um, getting out of their comfort zone, shooting something that they're not normally used to shooting. Um, because at the end of the day, like that builds us all up and that makes us great at the end of the day. So um, I think that's, I think that part has been, uh, has been fun for me.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's also been nice just like of like, I, you know, typically have been doing more concert, obviously, people know that, you know, the concert side of things. And this gets me, you know, out of my comfort zone and gets me back into studio style stuff um, that I that I learned in college. Um, This is, you know, this, this setting is what I, you know, I was three years of college t- doing, um, you know, in and out of a studio at the Center for the Arts at, at UB. Um, Nick was at uh, doing, doing the business side of things, but you know, it was, it's, it's nice having those backgrounds and being able to go back to it. Um, but it just, it's, this space has like been a real game changer. I know it's been able to up my, Uh, ability of uh, you know filmmaking and editing and it's also nice like knowing that I can turn to the left you know and I can just like ask someone a quick question about something you know editing wise or shooting wise rather than I have to like call up Nick and like show him and explain to him like oh this is what I'm doing here like how do you do this kind of thing so just having that aspect is also a huge game changer as well not only of like in the content that we're producing but also just the workflow it makes our workflows just so much easier and so much faster and it's saving us so much time um, I know a project like uh, Adam and I worked on a project um, that probably would have taken us you know alone if her if him and I did it alone probably Nick probably like 10 12 hours you think at the yeah. end of the day yeah. and each of us probably you know we tag teamed it together each of us maybe spent three hours max on it you know three four hours max kind of thing on it you know it's just cutting down our workflow and stuff and we're still able to produce top quality content at the end of the day
3: yeah and being able to do it efficiently too i think like it's definitely helped with more efficiency too because like there are certain things that i can't do in the editing process that derek can do so Mm -hmm. if adam needs help with something and like before it was just me and adam and like if i couldn't do it adam kind of had to just do it but now like we have other people in here like Derek like yo I need help with something like this and After Effects can you do that can you make that happen and boom
0: so, so do you yeah. guys handle that more almost I don't know if assembly lines the right way to put it with something like that but is a lot of it like you know somebody does a lot of setup and then maybe like Adam does a good bit of shooting and then he says all right Derek like take this and go through and edit it and then he moves on to the next project to get that efficiency going or what's that process look like for you guys is it a clean handoff is it side by side
3: i derek the project you just described i think was a pretty like that yeah it was pretty side
2: i'd say it's side by side but also a mix of assembly line also yeah it's it's tough it's like it it's really different for you know each job like um Whereas like, uh, this client, Adam and I are pretty much tag teaming right now at the beginning stages of it. Um, eventually it's probably going to move to a point once we get big enough that the whole team will be involved on, you know, all of these shoots at the, at some point, but you know, while we establish this uh, relationship with this client, um, you know, uh, him and I are pretty much just side by side, just bouncing ideas off of each other. And the really cool thing too, is like, it's also nice of like, before we were working on, you know, one-off projects, like where you do one project and you hand it off to the client and then it's like, all right, when are they going to come back? Whereas this, we have this client locked down for the next couple months. So it allows us to like, try some stuff out, you know, this works, this doesn't work, you know, but we can both collaboratively create, you know, create together on this and give it a shot and, you know, have a, you know, an open, open conversation with this client about like what works and what doesn't. And it's definitely something that both of us have never really been able to do um, to a full extent. And it just like really opens the door of like what we can do and like the stuff that we produce out of it.
0: So that process too, right. When you, when you guys bring a new client in, Are they coming with ideas themselves and then you guys are translating that? Is it all you or, you know, how does that work? And then on the flip side, if they come in and they say, you know, hey, I really want to shoot this. How do you handle the conversation if you're like, I get what you're going for, but I know from experience that's not going to come out the best product?
2: customer is always right at the end of the day, my friend, that's in in any industry. I mean, it probably applies to your job at the end of the day too, no matter what. So, I mean, we do our best to coax them if we don't think it's a good idea kind of thing. But for the most part, we try to produce what they, they want and then, you know, if it's really like looking at the, you know, the nice thing in our industry is that we can shoot it a certain way. And if it doesn't add it together, all you got to, you know, you can just pull the, this isn't editing together nicely. I think we should go with another route. So like there are things that work and there's some things that don't work. So we can kind of, you, you get some flexibility with that. But uh, I would say, Nick, would you say like 50, 50 clients are about with ideas and stuff like that? Like some come with ideas and some are just like, give us what you got
3: yeah i i almost i almost prefer like us to have a little more creative control because then like we really like we kind of have like a full handle on how we want it to look you know aesthetically and just how we want the whole project to, to look but i mean i don't know some cl- like some people you know they want to have that say and they want to be creative so it's for me, like I went to school for communications. So for somebody to come to me and say like, I want this, 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 and this. And then I have to like rethink it in my head and like, how, how can I like make this, how can I make this in my way, but also, you know, apply it to like what they're saying. So um, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say it's like a 50, 50 thing. Right.
2: Yeah. It really is different, but it's always funny. Whenever you get a new client or like a new person, like wants to like do something with you, um, it's always like the fun, like you're playing 20 questions with people. Like, it's like, how long is this video? Like, what do you guys got? Cause it's never just like, everyone is always like, I want to hire you. And it's like, okay, well hire me for what? Like, there's a lot of things that we can do here. Like, um, and you just have to be super specific and like, it makes me seem like I'm asking, like, like I'm being like nosy or whatever. Like that's how I always feel. But I'm just like, I'm just really trying to be specific so I can give you, you know, my best insight of, like, how much this is going to cost and if this project is, you know, I guess worth it for you to spend your money on kind of thing at the end of the day, so. But, I you know, it's funny that you say, Nick, that you like the creative ability because, like, I do love that, like, when we have full control over it, but I do like when a client comes in with, like, I guess – to a certain extent, bullet points. That's probably the best way. Like when they have an idea or like they want to go for a certain style or vibe of something, that's, that's perfect because then you can run with that. It gives you an idea, a a springboard basically. But when you have full creative control, sometimes it's tough to get going and like, it's tough to sell an idea to a client because like you might think it's really cool and you might know that it's going to do well, but to them, like they might not see it that way. So it's, it's, like that it, daunting
1: feeling when you uh, had to start writing a paper in college where you like you know you got to do it and then you're just yep. staring yep you're yeah. just staring at the screen like oh mm-hmm. once that first paragraph's done
2: you're rolling yeah oh. yeah for sure as soon as i get like one idea it's usually like the ball just keeps rolling kind of thing but i mean Yeah, I'd say it's probably about 50-50, It's like of clients coming to you with Mm -hmm. ideas. Um, Sometimes people come like with a very full idea and like they just need you to execute it. And sometimes that's really not the worst idea. You know, uh, sometimes I kind of like that where like they know what they're doing um, and then you just have to step in and fill the gaps kind of thing. Um, But that's a pretty rare situation usually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's. I mean, what you guys do, it it is unique, and I mean, I guess there's a lot of creative or artistic avenues that have to operate similarly, right? Like, I'm sure same thing, right? You hear about tattoo artists all the time where they're like, I don't want to be put in a box. I want you to give me some elements, but then let me kind of do my thing, do what I'm good at, and it's going to be a better product. So I always kind of wondered how that works with you guys and in that process uh, for you or what you prefer, because everyone's probably a little bit different on that.
3: Yeah, I think like for for like me, it's like I'll, like with athletes for me or at least like I guess it depends on like the market you're working in. But like for I'll use athletes, for example, like for me, it's more so having a conversation than actually getting like bullet points from somebody. Because if I can have a conversation with them, I can kind of feel them out, kind of get a vibe for like what you know, what they like, what they don't like and just overall feeling of, you know, emotion from that conversation, because then I could take that energy that I have in that conversation and I can, pl- I can apply it to the art of editing.
2: See it's, and it's funny because like, then there's some clients that like I had a girl reach out on um, and I knew like, She didn't really know exactly what she wanted. She had an idea of what she wanted, but I filled in the blanks and she was like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I was looking for. And I was like, cause I read, I knew what her style, she's a tattoo artist. So like, we'll go with that. So like, Mm -hmm. I knew exactly the vibe she was going for right off the bat. And I just like told her, you know, like this, this, and this. And she was like, Oh, that's perfect. you know, let's, let's figure it out. You know, let's, let's do something about it. So um, you kind of get a read of clients, you know, what they're going for and, Definitely experience at the end of the day is, you know, I, with any job just helps so much because you can right from the bat, just go with that. And you can you know appease a client from the first, cl- you know, conversation. So,
1: Interesting. What's, you know, something both of you have brought up, um, you know, kind of growth in the, you know, some changes in the process and the team being, you know, with how Legacy House has turned out and what it's become so far. What would you say, and this is kind of for both you, uh, Derek and Nick, what would you say is the number one thing for both of you personally that, you know, maybe you've been forced to, to grow or learn this, this like a specific thing that would stick out to you initially about that you've had to maybe tweak or that you've learned with, you know, this newfound thing where it's not like you're only relying on yourself. You got a team around you. How has that kind of changed your creative process, if at all?
2: um i guess i'll start off with um scheduling scheduling has definitely been a big thing um just knowing like now like not even in terms of hecticness uh now i have to worry about like four people's schedules basically um mr google calendar can tell you that uh nick's a big google calendar guy uh but Uh, it helps just being organized. Um, and Taylor does a really good, our our other guy, Taylor does a really good job on the business side of things, making sure that we're all on the same page. Um, but yeah, for me, I guess that's, but that's just me personally, um, scheduling and just like having a more consistent schedule has been a little bit different for me. Uh, I was used to like only having a couple shoots per week and then finding stuff to do in between kind of deal. Um, was playing a lot more golf during the middle of the week. I can tell you that, but uh, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a nice change. And I know that a lot, a lot will come from it. So it's, you know, the first year I think will be probably a real grind. And then I think as we get really into the pace of things, it'll be kind of like, we'll we'll get to a point where it's a little more comfortable and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. That's, that's most job when you're building your own yeah. books and everything like that. Yep. It's,
0: that's it's, fun.
1: it's no different.
0: That's one thing I kind of wanted to ask you guys, too, on more of a personal life note, right? Because I obviously get to interact with you guys more so away from the studio environment, right? And you guys always seem so laid back and you're having fun. But how do you find that balance, right? I was laughing earlier. I don't even remember if it was on this recording or if it was before we started, but Derek had made the comment, you know, the the saying, you know, I quit my nine to five so I could work 24 seven. And, you know, talking about the demands of that or being available for people, how do you balance that to keep your own happiness or personal life away from work?
3: Hmm. I don't know. I think like, I, I know I can speak for Derek when I say this, I think we genuinely love what we do. I think, I, and then we talked about this on, like, my first episode with you guys. Like, Derek and I, damn near, like, not damn near, we did grow up making videos together. So to be able to, like, do this full time with one another and to be able to sit next to each other on a daily basis and, like, make videos and, like, do what we love to do and do what we we're doing as kids, as now adults, I think both of us see, the like, the value in that. And I think we both have a very understanding of, like, we should be very grateful for what we have here because – a lot of our friends are you know they might be stuck they might want to be doing what we're doing and like they might be making a little bit more money than we are and they might have you know they might have the fancy house they might be getting married or whatever and like we're kind of here like grinding it out making content and just being you know doing what we always love to do from the time we were kids I think like we both have a very good understanding that this is like a long-term thing that we have here and it's something special and that you know we're we're happy with with where we're like we're happy with what we do on a daily basis so for us it's like it's work but like it's not work at the same time like we're doing we're making our you know our our like 10 year old self happy here like we're you know i'm i know for me like i've been thinking about this a lot more especially with a lot of the traveling and stuff i've been doing it's allowed me to like a time to just like reflect on everything and like one thing that i've that i've like i've always wanted to like play a sport professionally did I get there? No. But am I around the atmosphere? Like, yeah. So like, if I could, you know, I'm, I could say that, you know, the 13 year old Nick would be happy with seeing with where I'm at today. And I, I think the same would go for Derek. I think we've been, like I said, we, we grew up making videos together and we're, you know, it's, it's, it was fun doing that as kids and it's even more fun doing it now. Yeah. I mean, the Space that we have here. It's like, it's incredible. It's like a dream come true almost.
2: For sure. I can definitely agree, you know, attest to that. Um, I will say, you know, I just was on a uh, probably my first like week long vacation um, that I've done since like going full time. Um, it was really hard to step away, but like you just really have to create boundaries for yourself because like realistically you can work 24 7 and it will burn you out um, creatively and physically, mentally. Um, but you just have to, you have to just stick with it. Like, I I missed that blue and uh, I was supposed to shoot that blue and red game with Nick that he talked about earlier. I was supposed to be on the field with him and Maddie, you know, um, for that shoot and stuff. And that came up last minute. And I had already had this vacation set in stone since January. And like, yeah, could I have flexed and came down to the, you know, the vacation a a little bit later? Probably. But, you know, you got to set yourself some boundaries and like realize that you know there will be more jobs to come in like this one job isn't gonna you know make or break you know the world for you while it can happen it you know it probably won't you know so um yeah. it's just like you just got to really set boundaries for yourself and you know it, it, you really have to learn that um because it, it is tough because you can get swallowed up by that 24 7 lifestyle um but it, it, it has been pretty crazy to realize you know that we're doing you know making videos full time. And, uh, it's what we, you know, what we were doing since we were kids. And like, I, I I know, I remember pretty early on, like, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to play sports professionally. I knew that the dream was just, you know, just play until I can, you know, enjoy it. Um, I gave up on that, you know, that mindset a while ago. Um, and I always remember going to the, the Sabres games and like my dad always being like, oh, you should be, you could be that camera guy, you know, like, like the one skating around out on the ice and stuff like that. And like, I've never done it for an NHL game, but I've skated plenty of times with my camera out on the ice and stuff, you know, addition and skate skins and stuff. And Yeah. Like Nick said, you know, your 13 year old self is, you know, kind of making yourself proud, you know, so that's in a different aspect. But, you know, I'm I'm doing what I, you know, thought about so many years ago that I never thought would actually become reality. Like, would I still love to be out on there with the NHL players during a game? For sure. But, you know, that's a goal that can still be achieved later down the road. So
0: I think that's cool, too, with you guys, you know, obviously growing up together and now, you know, being able to do this together at the next level and, know keeping that friendship over the years but i do have to ask too are the are the childhood videos usable footage still and what are the chances (laughs) we can get you guys to edit something and put it out there i mean i I want to see like 12 year old cav hitting kick flips in the driveway like i actually
2: sent nick a video from like i had to actually rip it from facebook not too long ago (laughs) of like like i don't even have the file um of like us like jumping snowboards into like like bushes and stuff like that like i I don't (laughs) even know what it was like it was just this hill that we found and we were launching ourselves into bushes and stuff um there is fun right there there is one video that i know of on an old flip camera of me almost getting completely decapitated um by an axe cam bomb um Yeah, that one that one's out there for sure. Uh you can't yeah. see anything, but you can hear our, us and our very high pitched voices like screaming like We're oh like,
3: Holy fuck, what the fuck just happened? I get there.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and my dumbass and my dumb ass, instead crazy. of going back home, goes to Nick's house to try to wash out like this wound that is literally like wide open on the side of my
3: neck. It's like I remember so, having to try like and explain that to like Derek's parents, where we're just like, yeah, like you just like fell off his bike, and <laughs> not the- <laughs> oh, like this like this thing, like if it would have hit like like the wrong, what what are we like? If the- it was it was two could-
2: inches from my carotid artery, and yeah, it like- hit my shoulder first, and then went into my neck. And if it hit my neck directly, like it would have like like it would have been game over. I would been, been it bad. was straight it was straight shrapnel, like right to my neck basically, and it was hot shrapnel. Like I remember it. I think it, like, even, like, cauterized itself. I'm, like, no joke. Like, it literally, like, because I remember it being, like, scabbed over almost automatically. Um, But, yeah, nothing ended up, like, I got super lucky. It ended up just, like, being, like, really bad road rash out of it. But uh, I never told my parents that I got hit by a bomb until I was out of the house. (laughs) <laughs> and they were like, "Why didn't you tell us?" And I was like, "You wouldn't have let me hang out with Nick like for the rest of my life, or so, any like, of the boys, yeah, or <laughs> any of
3: there. We had uh, TJ, uh, Alex, uh, Bouchek was there, yeah,
2: the whole gang was there, and yeah, uh, yeah looking back on it, just really bad. But, the absolute
0: menaces of Hamburg, New York.
2: But there might be some yeah. skate videos out there, honestly, that we could, we might be able to resurrect, but yeah, I, I, I don't be. know."
3: It might be, That's I know, I know like I had stuff, I'm like an old, like, I'm like my old, my first like camcorder, but it was VHS. And like my aunt actually, I found that like last year, my aunt who actually gave me the camcorder wanted to take it back because she had some VHSs that she wanted to get converted and I haven't seen the camcorder since. So I need to find, find you that track that down. I got to track that down. Yeah. The people it's, need it. Yeah. Cause that could be uh some very good footage. I think. <laughs> A lot of I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff in there.
2: Well and the funny thing is is that it wasn't like and it it was always me filming because I was a pussy on the skateboard and Nick could actually somewhat skate and <laughs> not very always, good. No but... it wasn't no, but like you could at least do something. So I would be the one riding along filming it and Nick would be the one like hitting the rails and I'm like go
1: do it bigger. Like yeah like <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot the ax can at you this time. Let's go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that ax can day was crazy. Yeah,
2: I mean, there is definitely some some good some good times, but yeah, it really started in, you know, how most people got started uh, good old skateboarding videos out front. Out out of the out of the driveway.
1: Boys being kids. What are you going to do, right? Yep. Real quick before we wrap up, though, boys, I mean, now that you're in, you know, Legacy House is rolling and stuff um, just from each of you, Derek, Nick, obviously, too. Um, what's the remaining goal that you have this year before 2022 ends? Because like it or not, uh, we're, we're in the we're on the back nine of this year and uh, want to know what uh, what you guys really would like to get accomplished, whether that's individually with Legacy House or whatever else, you know, as creators before the year ends.
2: Um. Personally, for me, I think I'd like to uh, get another f- like full time retainer client uh, for the studio by the end of the year. Um, studio wise, maybe. Uh, personally, uh, I've been really quiet on concerts. Actually, it's been really weird. Um, I'm hoping the fall time, once you know concerts move back indoors, uh, I can shoot a little bit more concerts. But uh, just maybe some bigger, bigger concerts, some bigger, better concerts, kind of deal. So.
3: Love it.
1: What about you, Neggy?
3: Uh, I think I I I get a lot of DMs from people like asking like certain questions about like, you know, how do you like how have you been doing this or like what's it like working with so and so and like all these different athletes and like celebrities? Like this just this is past summer. Like my DMs have been kind of going crazy with that. So I think once things kind of settle down, I would like to take some time and just like make some sort of content where I'm showing like behind the scenes stuff of like things that like I'm, i might be directing or producing or We're just like a, a master doing. class i wouldn't not so much like a master class but like just to kind of like showcase like you know a project maybe from like start to finish like what that looks like um it's kind of hard to do that with like with tyreek's production because we have a pretty big team there and i'm not like the guy on that production i'm one of the guys but i'm not the guy um because I absolutely obviously got to keep stuff moving there but um yeah I would like to show even on our like even at the studio like just more you know just more behind the scenes of like what you know what our day to day is like and how we you know start a project and finish it so basically start to finish from from a project and I think I want to do that consistently but obviously you got to find some time I've spread myself pretty thin this pretty summer um, but uh it's something I would like to to kind of get to kind of get rolling on before the end of the year, if not early next year. So, it's
2: going to become a Cavs. Going to become a YouTube vlogger, basically. It's oh. going to be the Gary V yeah. content.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not getting antiques, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you should be spending sixty-eight hours a week on TikTok.
2: <laughs> we probably do.
3: Yeah, we probably do, realistically, because that is part of the job is continuing content. So. Get the
0: fuck off of Facebook and do reels. Sitting yeah. there in the co- at the counter in the morning, you know, Nick, are you on your phone again? Mom, I'm working as he's scrolling through TikTok for yeah. you know, six hours. I'm and the then. meatloaf.
1: <laughs> There's nothing better than a clip of
0: Gary in the morning to get your day fired up. Yeah. Oh my God. yeah, can guess I'm- the mine on the show. Yeah, that'd be. T- I just want to learn how to sell uh, salt and pepper shakers for six hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> you can do it. Really, what yeah. it comes down to. Uh, but no, I mean, I think uh, I think that was really, uh, really all we all we had to cover for uh, for Legacy House here. But Nick, I want to circle back before I let you go here to one thing you said earlier. Um, you know, you said you didn't make it to pro sports, but don't sell yourself short. Harbor Center Silver League is damn close to pro hockey. All right. Man,
3: <laughs> damn right. That, you gotta, damn you
0: close to pro hockey and you're you know on what? the top line.
3: You're absolutely right. That is a good point. The hall, yeah. We're yeah, we yeah. got squad. And I'm and I'm very much looking forward to the winter season here coming up because we have an electric squad. We lost a couple of guys, but I think we'll get them back.
0: But you know And we- breaking news. David Hopfer coming out of retirement.
1: Yes, sir. A round of applause. <laughs> yes. David, nice. David Lindstrom Hopfer on the back end. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. He's going to be wait.
0: reckless out there. Yeah. He told you know me, what we got to do? He told like... me pregame coffees and gummy bears between the first and second period are the secrets to uh, success. So I'm going to try that formula this season.
3: Yeah. I, I think – I'm I'm looking for it. We gotta get we gotta get somebody somebody mic'd up for one of those games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably probably me, because I'd just be like, oh shit, they're gone again. <laughs>
3: <Skating after laughs> oh, <everybody>. oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh there'd be we could just do a rotation. Just make it a series.
3: I am this season though. I feel like I haven't skated in like a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, time's yeah, been well, thin, man. But we're uh, have to get some conditioning in here uh, before the end of September. Yeah, we're gonna be doing yeah, some hill runs. Get out you, on the beach, yeah. Some
1: PK off-season training, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh That'd be great. Call up, call up the boys down there in Arizona to run camp for us. Yeah, get Bye. them up here for a visit. That'd be, that'd be fucking electric. But uh, Nick, I appreciate you making the time. It's been far too long since we caught up. Um, so proud of you, everything you're doing. Um, obviously, can't say that enough. But uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what else you're going to do the rest of this year. Obviously, and. Like I said earlier in the show, I haven't seen you in like a month and a half. So I I can't wait to do that again soon and, uh, you know, do our thing that we've always done, my man. Obviously, more in the skins and dish side, but everything else as well.
3: Hell yeah. appreciate you boys for having me on. This has been fun. We got this. I feel like this was like well long overdue. We got a.
1: Well, we won't. We won't go as long for the
3: the third time for sure. Yeah, we definitely got a. Keep keep it going because I feel like it's been over a year since I was since I was on.
2: Yeah, you should be a, a way more regular guest than Mister
1: Charging Buffalo.
3: the problem
0: the problem is like with Jared.
1: Week. The problem is with like Jared and Wall. It's just like they are so smart and they have so much information about well, hockey and you the Sabers. Yes. You, you, it's so hard to fit it into one episode. I mean, we could talk for another two hours with Nick,
0: obviously, right?
1: But like. When you get the opportunity to get those those guys on, that's you gotta just you gotta snap it up.
0: You know why though? Before before we let that go, part of the reason I love having conversations with Jared, and this happened at the Chicklets Cup when I was at the merch table and Jared came over, sat with us, and I'm having my coffee there in the morning. And Jared's the best because you ask one question and then you don't have to talk for the next 45 minutes because he's just rattling off comments. Like, wait. you just you say one thing and he just goes for like an hour.
3: Yeah. Wait, speaking of Chicklet's Cup, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, we um, didn't
1: talk about Chicklet's Cup.
0: We we, we mentioned yeah. it.
1: It's just, yeah, it's we been spent, what? Over a month, basically, right? Yeah, it's been Already? a little Already? Yeah. There's so much shit what going a, on.
3: Dude, what? A, I know. What a weekend, though. That yeah. was probably. that. I think that was probably my favorite – one of my favorite weekends of this entire year, hands down. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. down. Like – I think I said it, it once, too. It, it was. It Cause
1: was we, a remember, blur.
3: Because remember – because we – I remember because Xander got here. Xander, I pick up Xander from the airport. Then Benny the Butcher. I get hit up by his management team. They come to the studio. We got them in the studio. Like – First weekend
2: of first weekend of the dish and office being open. Too. Yeah,
3: first weekend of the dish and office being open too. Just so much, so much shit going on, which is great. Um, so, and then the next day we got to be at Riverworks for setup for uh, Chicklets Cup. Then we're having lunch with uh, Grenelli, Biz, Avery, and um, not RA. Somebody, somebody else is at that lunch. But anyways, yeah, like Xander comes to town. He gets to see Benny the Butcher at the studio. And then he can <laughs> to have lunch, not just lunch, but chicken wings in Buffalo with, like, half the Chicklets crew. Unreal first two fucking days for this guy. And then the third day, we have Chicklets Cup. Even more celebrities are here. We're talking, like, on the, on the bench guys. We got ex-NHL players. We got, again, the whole Chicklets crew. Like, the list goes on. Electric weekend. And then we also have the, the Labatt, uh Big Deal Brewing launch unreal so i'll yeah. the first couple days for the kid and then we end the entire weekend before before we send off our our friends from barstool we set we have them at one last little spot in buffalo on chippewa street exactly <laughs> where we knew the weekend was gonna end and we had a fucking blast and it was so much fun that I don't like the whole weekend was a blur. Like, when by the time Sunday hit and I had to take Xander to our, um, or by the time like Xander left to, to go back home, I'm like, damn, that flew by. Yeah. And not to mention in the mix of all that, we had like over a hundred orders we had to fulfill too. I think at, at that point, I'm gonna have to cut that out. Derek, I'm sorry, we, we, <laughs> but, but dude, like Benny, like that was a crazy weekend. We,
1: like, left, dude, we, dude, we left, we left before the party started Friday night to go do skins orders
3: and we were up to like probably- we don't
1: have to we don't have to take that out there's no. nothing to
3: take out but re- regardless like what a weekend for all the boys like everybody was was doing something Tudor held it down for the boys at at the merch table probably found a new career slinging so, honestly I, I
0: can't i can't wait until the day that you know my my quit your 9 to 5 turns into a 24/7 slinging dish and Sling.
2: merch this guy we need it someone needs someone's gotta do it yeah
3: but like dude like for real though like that was honestly i swear to
1: god there was at one point there was someone that walked up to the merch table with addition hat on addition t-shirt skate skins on their shoes and Tudor got them to buy another pair of skate skins. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen.
0: You know what? Sometimes you just got to be able to sell people the shoes on their feet. You know, you get them them talking a little bit, you get them hyped up in that environment. They'll buy anything.
2: Guys are, guys are real snake oil salesman. Oh my God. Well, you don't,
0: you don't have to be like the, the duck shirts were selling themselves. Every time I turned around and rang a new order into the Shopify I look up and there's four more people waiting yeah. in line to buy what well, We had to pull them off the rack because we sold out before the online order. Had none really for the website.
1: Crazy. <laughs>
3: yeah. I forgot about that. People were so pissed. Yeah. Oh. People yeah. were fucking <laughs> livid. I got this. Literally, every, of all of us
0: are getting DMs from everyone we know. And they're just like, oh, save me one of the duck shirts. And it's like,
1: like here's the link. Gone. Here's yeah. the link. Yeah. yeah. Maddie had enough to, we got I got the text from him like, Nick, we were walking. It was Saturday. We we're
3: going over the time, but we have to talk about. No,
1: this. no, 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 just, no, no. This is um the uh, when we were walking. Was it Saturday morning when we were going to you flew your drone for a little bit yeah. out in the front? We were on the way out. We were weaving out to go to the outside area. And I get I get the text from Maddie's. Take them off the rack. Take them off the rack. It was just, it was so funny. It's like we're running out, yeah. uh, so we had to do a restock. Normally we don't do those, but thank thank you everybody because um, we're happy yeah. to do it if we really need to.
3: For real, tutor. What it what what was your thought on that entire weekend? Because I don't know. I like
0: yeah. No, I think what a fucking time it was. Like so much fun. But again, kind of to like your comment earlier where. So I actually, it was funny, that was Friday that I was slinging the merch. And I actually, I took, I took Friday off of work to do that. And I remember, being there, I remember being there all day and I was like thinking that because it's kind of how I felt when I used to work at the golf course where I was like, I don't even care if I'm here for 12, 15 plus hours today because I'm just having fun. Right. It doesn't even like when you're hanging out with the boys and you're slinging merch or, you know, you guys are walking around getting footage. I'm at the table. Hopfer comes over. He's helping out. We're both talking to people. It's like Benny shows up, you know, in the afternoon there and he's holding down the table. It's like it doesn't even like time flies by and it doesn't even feel like you're doing anything other than hanging out with your friends, doing what you want to do anyway.
1: It's a powerful thing, man. Yeah. That's what. That's the thing. That's the kind of shit you have to like install in your mind when you're like sticking to those things. Like, did any of us really want to leave before that banger of a party to go make a bunch of skate skins?
3: That was a hard yes part. and no. Right.
1: Yes and no. Like, it's awesome that we get to go do that, but the easy thing is to sit there and party, right? But everybody in the group was there learning something about you know how the skins are made, and everyone chipped in, and we got that shit done like that. Out of all the fun we had, I think that those few hours was one of the coolest things to me and reinforced for me personally, why after all these years and year after year after year, I have, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life is to stick with this whole thing from what it was, you know, me and Matt shooting hoops in his dad's driveway, just thinking about doing this and talking about it and where it is now. It's uh, it's one of those moments where you're like, ah, fucking rights. I'm glad, glad I'm still doing this.
3: Yeah, even going back to your point, like, because that, I don't know, like, I had, like, we were all gassed at that point, right? But, like, it was <laughs> just, like, I don't know if you would, like, Benny, Would you would you say you were a bit overwhelmed at, like, throughout the whole weekend just, like, with the event? Because we had so many people, like, coming up to the table. People from, like, out of town, bro. Like, we had somebody from Kentucky that, like, knew about the brand, which I thought was, like.
1: That is pretty, it is pretty wild. Like um, it,
3: For me, like, I know for me, it was a bit overwhelming because we just like every, like everybody in like in damn near the hockey market, like in Buffalo on top of other cities, like came out to this. And it's like, I had so many different conversations with so many people and like to hear like the positive reinforcement, like just about like everything that we do with the brand and just everything we do in general. Like it was just, it was overwhelming, but it was dope. And
1: that's I the best way I would have described it, too, yeah.
3: Yeah, like, it was definitely, like, there were times where I'm glad, Tudor, that you were running the table because if somebody would have, like, there was a point in that weekend where if somebody were to ask me, like, yo, how much is that shirt? I would have been like, oh, fuck, I don't know, just take it or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah But, like, yeah, no, that's Benny, that's a good point, though, too. Like, bringing it up, like, that was probably, like, the more, like, fun part of the weekend. I think I, I think I would have to agree, just being with the boys. Like, yeah, it would have been dope to be at the... At the party, but I think, you know, we, uh, we did what we had to do on the last night and, uh, ended, and ended it with a bang with, with Biz, Grinnell, and RA and all the boys from Barstool. Shit was fun, man. It was special.
0: Kind of speaks to the whole crew, too, though. On like, everyone is willing to kind of do some of those things and maybe skip part of the party to go get the work done when you have to, but everyone enjoys doing it, too. Like, nobody, right. nobody's complaining or moping around because it's like, oh, there's work that's got to get done. Like, people show up excited to do shit, and that's fun.
1: Speaking yeah. of behind-the-scenes filming, I wish we would have had a camera for when Nick was trying to, to learn how to, you know, we were doing, like, a two-way thing to add to a skate skin design that we had. Uh, this was just a special order kind of thing. So we were adding a logo to a couple things to the skate skins and seeing Nick try and figure out the sticker the first couple of times that he did it was, that would have been a great little, a uh, little bit of B roll. I would say that was, that was something to behold. Obviously there was some other everywhere. You should have luckily for me, I looked like the fucking expert by the time you guys got back after breaking the table down and stuff. But when me and Maddie were there just getting it started, oh my God, we were struggling figuring those little fuckers out.
3: Yeah, that was, it's tedious shit. and like, I don't know. I probably asked more questions during that process than I had in my entire college career.
2: <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's that, why we make the videos.
3: That, that is why yes. That's why we stick to our craft and we do what we're good at. But we also do right. and stuff, but all right, I don't want to hold this up. No,
1: nah, that's good. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll button it up here. We've got a couple of things to chat about after the call, but um, thank you so much, everybody for listening. Nick, once again, Thank you for your time. Um, and, yeah, we will definitely not go nearly as long to have you back on and do this little roundtable again.
3: For sure. We got to do one in person.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, don't you worry. You that's will. that's coming down the line here. Very well, appreciate soon. you
3: boys having me on. It's dope that this is the 75th episode. Give the bl- round of applause
0: for the boys here. <laughs> Were you number one, Kev? You might have been number, number one. I uh, oh,
3: was I think it was number like two or three. Two it was like three.
0: three or three or four or
3: something oh, like he? that.
2: Maddie was our first. Guest. Well,
1: I think yeah. I think the first two we did solo just to kind of.
0: Oh, we might. Yeah, I think. And then just Matt. to kind of
1: get the feet right. Yeah. yeah. So second guest, I think Nick was
0: seventy-five. Congrats,
1: Kev. So,
3: no, congrats, <laughs> to the boys too.
1: Appreciate it, man. Everybody, we don't do this without you. Obviously, thank you for listening each week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week for another episode of a wonderful weekend and wonderful rest of your weeks. See you later.